This is Talk of the Town, and I'm Bob Cudmore. We're at the height of the racing season in Saratoga. Saratoga Springs and Saratoga County are hot properties these days. The popularity has even spilled over into an increased interest in Saratoga history. History of the racetrack, of course, and the city of Saratoga. Also, the history of the Battle of Saratoga and the American Revolution. Did you know there uh, is a U.S. Navy facility in the town of Milton in the county? And that there once was a rocket testing site in the town of Malta. And, of course, there's the county seat of Ballston Spa, uh, which is historically rich, as they say. We welcome Jim Richmond to the program. Jim Richmond is retired from a career with General Electric. He's had a lifelong interest in genealogy and American history. He's written several articles and two books about Saratoga County. One book, War on the Middle Line. The other book, co-authored with Kim McCartney, is titled Milton, New York, A New Town in a New Nation. Talk of the Town comes to you on Magic 590, plus 100.5 in Albany, and 1410 and 96.9 in the North Country. In the last two years, Jim, you've been involved in this revival of interest in local history in Saratoga County. Can you tell us about it? Yes, it's actually been shorter time than that. It's been a little over a year. Um, in April 2018, uh, we started up a group in Boston Spa called the Boston Area History Roundtable. And this was a, a group that uh, has met uh, monthly since then uh, to uh, develop uh, interest in local history among the regional folks that are interested. Um, in April of this year, we expanded that program uh, and rebranded it as a Saratoga County History Roundtable in recognition of the fact that we're trying to reach out to the entire uh, county. Uh, we have uh, um, discussion groups. We try to do some different things with history. We've had workshops. Uh, we're doing a debate during August between uh, uh, Saratoga and Balsam Spa with some participants from uh, the early 18th century. Uh, we do field trips, and uh, generally there's been quite a, a positive response to this uh, activity. Hmm. Were you surprised at uh, the growth in, in this, or did you sense this would happen? Um, yes, I was surprised because I wasn't sure. It really came out of the fact that uh, Kim and I had written the book on on uh, Milton, and there was no real venue in the area of local history associations and so on. Uh, we started out with a group of uh, twenty or twenty-five. We usually have uh, more than that now at our at our uh, monthly events, uh, but we actually have a, a mailing list and a group of well over a hundred people that have. Uh, uh, been involved in our programs over the last year. Maybe I'm off base on this, but I've sort of watched this develop. You know, from the emails you sent me over the uh, since a- April of 2018. But the Boston Area History Roundtable was that affiliated with a uh, history organization in Boston Spa? Yeah, it was really uh, affiliated or associated with the Brookside Museum, which is the Saratoga County uh, Historical Association. Um, we use their facility at the, at Brookside for a lot of our programs, and we work with them in collaboration on different uh, programs. Uh, for instance, we just shared a an exhibit at the uh, Saratoga County Fair uh, between uh, uh, Brookside and the uh, and the historical roundtable, history roundtable. 
And the whole concept or the concept of a history roundtable, I mean, I've heard that name. Um, and the, what comes to my mind is there are Civil War history roundtables, right? Maybe there's one around here. There's a Civil War history roundtable. There's American Revolution uh, roundtable. What we've tried to do to move beyond just the lecture approach, as I mentioned, was to have uh, some more interaction between the people that attend these events. That's why we have discussion groups and so on, and try to work uh, to help people learn more about how to research history, for instance. We plan a program early next year in association with the Heritage Hunters, which is the uh, Saratoga County uh, Genealogy Society, uh, to work with our uh, folks that attend on how to uh, uh, develop more knowledge on your own family history. So uh, we're trying to do a lot of interaction with other history groups in the county um, and we're also trying to make it uh, more um, interesting to the people that attend, that they're just not passive listeners, but they're participants. Mm-hmm. And why or, uh, change the name to Saratoga County as opposed to Boston area? Well, I've got to give credit to that to John Shear. You may know John. He's the longtime Clifton Park uh, uh, town historian. And when I went to meet with him uh, early, or last year and uh, talked to him about our you know, our group and everything, he said, well, you, Jim, you've got the wrong name. You should call it uh, Saratoga County History Roundtable to broaden your perspective beyond Boston Spa. He was right. Uh, we've done a lot of programs in the county uh, beyond Boston Spa, Saratoga area, and I think it's uh, allowed us to uh, uh, reach a lot more people and to engage a lot more people in history. Mm. In fact, uh, you, you mentioned how you do debates. I believe you've done a, a debate as one of the participants, uh, uh, sort of arguing the importance of Boston Spa uh, as opposed to Saratoga Springs, right? Yes, that's an interesting uh, collaboration I have with uh, Charlie Kenzel. Char- Charlie Kenzel is uh, 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 currently going to become the president of the Saratoga County History Museum, and he was a long-term uh, tour guide in Saratoga Springs that uh, your listeners may be aware of. Uh, him and I uh, have done and will continue to do a debate about the relative merits of Boston Spa versus Saratoga Springs. <laughs> and it's set in 1836, so we're uh, acting as participants uh, in that time period of 1836 uh, when the decision on which was going to be the more prominent village was still up in the air. Yeah, I would think, because, for example, uh, Saratoga, the name is world-renowned for horse racing, but there was no horse racing. I mean, there might have been horse racing, but the the Saratoga track didn't exist in 1836. No, this was obviously the the time when both Boston and Saratoga were um, attracting visitors solely because of their springs, um, mostly because of their, uh, their springs, their mineral springs, for health reasons. Saratoga was about that time time uh, making a uh, a transition to be more let's say uh, interesting entertainment for the visitors including gambling and so on and uh, in a lot of ways Boston resisted that so that was this is about a turning point for the uh, two villages well to to take up your argument as the Boston Spa defender i mean Boston Spa had more industry did it not in the 19th century and 20th century it did. and again that's one of the arguments that we use in i use in the debate that the uh, Yes, Saratoga probably will uh, turn out to be the more prominent resort, but the fact is that uh, we have something that uh, uh, Saratoga does not have, and that's water power mm-hmm. uh, with the Cateros, and that's allowed us to uh, uh, 
uh, develop a number of mills and factories, uh, which was only beginning really in 1836, and it really expanded after that. Uh, but we're, but I, uh, with the hindsight of uh, looking backward, I'm going to uh, discuss that uh, industry and say it's coming, and it will. <laughs> okay. Um, but, but certainly, uh, I, I would say Saratoga County has certain advantages that uh, some of the other counties in New York State don't have in terms of visibility and um, interesting places to go and so on and so forth. But can what you, you're doing in Saratoga County in, involving local history, the Saratoga County History Roundtable maybe specifically, can that be applied in, in other places, other uh, counties in the area or the state? Oh, certainly I think it, it can, and it may well be. I don't want to say that we're the only one uh, doing it. I think uh, a couple of keys to uh, that we learned actually at the uh, Saratoga County Fair is that uh, people do have an interest in history if you can make it personal for them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of ways you make it personal for them ha- has to do with their own family history. At our exhibit, we really had, uh, um, for instance, books and maps with people's uh, names on it from the early 1800s, mid-1800s. And people were attracted to that because they were looking for their family names and so on. So there's a big connection between history and genealogy uh, that I think attracts people. Yes, I think that's a very good point. I, uh, as you know, write a history column for the Daily Gazette newspaper about Fulton and Montgomery counties. And the inquiries I get are generally specific to a family. And, and it, it might not even be the main point of a column, but perhaps I mention somebody's name in passing, and I'll hear from, I don't know, Kansas City or someplace where they say, oh, you know, that, I was the Smith family there. And, uh, you know, do you know more? And they're always asking me, what, do I know more about what happened to them? And unfortunately, I usually don't. Yeah, and I think that's what uh, attracts people. And if you can make the connection between people's family history and the events that were happening in, happening in the country and the nation in those previous generations, uh, that's the hook you can use to get people interested, not just in their own family, but in the history of the times that they lived. Let me ask you this. Are any young people getting involved in local history? Um, yes, we do. Actually, that that's a... a uh, concern we've always had, because if you go to a lot of the historical uh, societies and so on, they're uh, 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 by and large senior citizens. But uh, I think the uh, the attraction that we have, we do have a number of uh, of young people, I'd say um, young, young adults in 20s and 30s uh, that are there, and they're attracted for different reasons. Some of them are purely attracted to their genealogy. We have two or three um, local uh, uh, history teachers in the high school. And so they are looking at ways that they could bring their programs, uh, history programs, collaborate with the round table and with their, their AP classes in history, for instance, in the, in the 12th grade. Yeah, that is also a, a good point. You usually find, um, and I have had the pleasure of working with several uh, sort of inspired uh, teachers, and uh, their names have fled from my brain right now, <laughs> but uh, I specifically recall several teachers at Amsterdam High who wanted to have history put to their students, and another uh, teacher up in uh, uh, Gloversville was teaching a BOCES class, but she wanted to uh, get involved you know, in, in terms of the career training that BOCES offered, BOCES offered, talk about you know, the industries that were and so on and so forth. But in general, and uh, 
not that you would be necessarily an expert on this, I think it's so that the the state curriculum on history is is not as robust as it could be, you know, in terms of uh, local history. Do you, do you think so, or do you get that feeling? I get that impression by talking again with the uh, with the high school teachers, and I don't have direct knowledge of that, but they are required. Uh, there are so many requirements for uh, um, the various uh, study programs and the curriculums that it allows less time than some of them would certainly like to have. We're talking with Jim Richmond of the Saratoga County History uh, Roundtable, and I believe, is, is this true that you're called the coordinator? Is that sort of your title there? Yeah, I've kind of evolved into that, which means that I handle a lot of the paperwork, <laughs> but also try to uh, develop the programs. But we have a uh, a core group of uh, half a dozen folks that I would consider really our leadership team. Um, and we're fortunate that we have people that are at long-term uh, involvement in history. Uh, one of our core team members is uh, Lauren Roberts, who's a Saratoga County historian. Mm-hmm. Um, John Cromie is also on our core team, and he's just a, been appointed the uh, Boston Spa Village historian. And uh, John is a lawyer in Boston, but he has probably the more most knowledge of Boston Spa of any uh, current <laughs> resident of the of the village. And he's taken that position, which had been vacant for many years, and he's on our team as well. Mm-hmm. I know of uh, Lauren Roberts. We we did a podcast with her and uh, the documentary. I mean, she wasn't the only one that was involved in it, but this documentary about the uh, great Sacandaga Lake. Yes, that has actually been, uh, I think, a a great boon to uh, history in this area. Uh, She was, uh, as I talked to her, she was really amazed at the response to that. I think she told me at one point that she's she's shown it to over a thousand people, maybe more now. But uh, the fact is, is that resonated with uh, a lot of the people because Either them or more likely their parents or grandparents uh, were part of that uh, uh, experience when with Second uh, Dogga Lake was formed uh, with the dam, and they either were, were uh, involved in that process or, mm-hmm. or have camps there mm-hmm. along that reservoir in later years. So uh, a lot of people responded to that. And actually, we, we have an event coming up that's uh, analogous to that, and that is the... Uh, in uh, in September on September 18th, we're going to have a, uh, a we're sponsoring a program uh, for the 70th anniversary celebration of the Kessel Ring Navy site in West Milton. Mm-hmm. And th- that, if, uh, as I understand it, of course, it's a secret facility to, to a large extent, isn't it? But as I understand it, that's where they do uh, work on uh, nuclear reactors for the U.S. Navy's. Uh, submarine fleet and uh, sailors come up there to get training and and so on and so forth but right that that is a place you know a lot of sailors have passed through there over the years right and again um analogous to the uh, to the second dog uh, reservoir story uh, a, a fair number of folks in western milton were re, were displaced as a result of that uh, eminent domain takeover really well, I, I really wasn't up to speed on yeah so, so that happened too and we're going to hear a little bit about that from the town historian, Karen Stalters. But uh, uh, most interesting to me is the fact that the representatives from the site are, will be there and will do a public presentation about the uh, the site, which is fairly rare for them to do that. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. That will be at the Milton Community Center in uh, in uh, Boston Spa uh, on September 18th. 
Well, uh, the uh, Milton uh, nuclear facility or government facility and Sacandaga Lake, I mean, they're completely different things. But it seems to me if there's a general theme there, you spoke uh, before that um, you find that genealogy is what attracts a lot of people to local history. Oh, that was my grandfather. Oh, that was my great-grandfather. I'm working on my family tree. But also place. I mean, anything can be a place, but these are the Castle Ring site and the Great Sacandaga Lake are probably good examples of how a place would appear uh, or places appeal to people uh, who, who might normally not have a great interest in history. Yeah, and if you think about it, those are two kind of unique um, circumstances or places, if you will. I mean, a large reservoir uh, taking over the uh, uh, various localities and, and towns that were absorbed by the reservoir, a nuclear navy site in the middle of Saratoga County. Right, I mean, we're not quite we're not quite next to the ocean unique. here. So yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. I didn't mean to. No, I'm saying it's it's kind of unique situations, but I think the connection is that a lot of people in the county have some association with both places, Mm -hmm. and that will uh, that draws them to uh, the history of those places. And I was just thinking, maybe this will be a dud, but we've talked about people, places. What about things? Do things attract people to history? Yes. Well, one of the things that we did at the uh, at the County Fair exhibit, and this was uh, really uh, uh, the part promoted by Ann Clothier, who's the education director at Brookside. Uh, was she had a display which included uh, artifacts from the from the past? Mm-hmm. Uh, she called it "What's It?" <laughs> yes, uh, there was a lot of interest in that. People trying to determine or suss out what that item was, what what the use of that item was, and so on. And uh, in addition, we had a display of uh, uh, 19th century children's toys. So these were hands-on exhibits uh, that uh, um, focus on the material culture of history, uh, which is another area of interest uh, for for people in general, I believe. I I recall uh, being at Amsterdam's History Museum, the Walter Elwood Museum, where we had this uh, filmmaker from the Czech Republic come over. She was doing a a documentary film in Europe on making carpets, and she'd heard about Amsterdam and its role in the carpet industry. And so uh, she she was just fascinated to be in the the little room they have there, which shows you, uh, you know, part of a... They don't have a whole loom, you know, a big loom, but they have some uh, yarns that have been set into the mode of of carpet making. And... uh, you know, the, the other objects, you know, that maybe people used, uh, even something as simple as a pair of scissors or what the carpet workers, including my dad, always used to call shears. You know, every you know, carpet worker practically carried a holster, uh, not with a weapon exactly, but with the, the shears in them because they were always having to cut yarn. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's interesting. And we, we had a similar program Again, one of the things we try to do is collaborate with other organizations. And uh, Marianne Fitzgerald, who's the Saratoga mm-hmm. County, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Saratoga City historian, it does a wonderful program on the Van Ralt Mills in, in uh, Saratoga Springs from their foundation in the early 1900s up to the 1970s. And she's had a great response to that, again, because her audience is often people that actually worked at the mill or whose parents worked at the mill. 
and uh, she has a great number of stories to tell. So there's that material culture. Our, the mills in Saratoga were not like the mills in Amsterdam, Bob, but we did have a mill. <laughs> oh, no, you had quite a few mills. Right. Yes, but I'm saying the one in Saratoga was a textile mill. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of interesting. The What probably people, your uh, listeners may know has been Rawls in Saratoga. And, yes, we had a lot of cotton and paper mills along the uh, the Cateros as well in the uh, pretty much the second half of the 19th century. Thanks to Jim Richmond from the Saratoga County History Roundtable for joining us on Talk of the Town. The program came to you on Magic 590 and 100.5 in Albany, and 1410 and 96.9 in the North Country. Talk of the Town can be found online as a podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com. I'm Bob Cudmore.